everyone, Dr. Josh Hands here for Lifestyle Locker Radio and for Healthy Life NYC. This is the Race to 100, episode 115, as well as Lifestyle Locker Radio, episode 155. This is the second to last race to 100 for the Weiwei Onda wonderful 100 mile ultra marathon here in the Northeast. That was in Weiwei Onda State Park, New Jersey. So for those that haven't followed this journey, you can follow the journey, all 15 episodes of Lifestyle Locker Radio, The Race to 100. I failed to complete 100 miles. So I want to take you on a little bit of a journey. I want to share what I felt, how I was doing, uh, just some of the prep work and, and how amazing I feel today, even from failing and why I failed. So that being said, let's go back. So you've heard, all heard the re- the prep to the race so Friday night before the race, I was just getting so much stuff done. I was amped up, nervous, maybe procrastinating, doing certain things, but I had everything organized, ready to go. We, actually mostly me, uh, I had to do all of the prep. I made a cool Word document for my team captain, which was my wife, Meredith, and we're going to have her on probably the next episode, possibly, of Lifestyle Locker Radio to discuss a little bit about this because she was absolutely fantastic and crucial in helping me get as far as I did in this event. So made Word document with all of the details from food to timings to the pace that I wanted to keep everything so she could keep track like an actual coach, like an actual person that would keep me accountable to where I need to be so I can complete the event the right way, right? And where I wanted to be, you know, I had some goals and some targets and it was okay if I didn't hit them, it's just to keep me on the best possible trajectory that I could be on. So I know I didn't start with a quote, I'm just thinking in my head, I didn't start with a healthy quote, but I can tell you uh, one of my friends, Tom Dickert, another chiropractor in in Brooklyn, he sent me a message on Instagram, was, uh, we'll get into details about him in a little bit, but failure, he sent me, I don't remember the exact quote, but it was, you know, failure is not failure. Failure is only failure if you accept it as failure, but failure should be a stepping stone towards getting better, towards your success in whatever that may be. So I'm using this failure, you know, I was very frustrated, but I was using this failure now to know what I need to do to complete and crush the next 100 mile ultra marathon. So prep day is done. We got all this stuff done leave our house at just about 5.45 in the morning to head to Weiwei on the state park. Starting temperature about 34 to 35 degrees Fahrenheit. It was chilly, right? Right on a lake, very pretty scenery, gorgeous. So we emptied, started emptying the truck out, started setting up all of the, the work, all the tables, the, the food, organizing certain things. My mother-in-law and her boyfriend Sam are there uh, with their truck camper, setting base camp up, if you will. So grateful for them being there as well. My my crazy puppy Gunner was there, made things a little more challenging for for Meredith. Uh, But everything started to look well. The race team, the crew that set up the event, the New Jersey Trail Series, showed up a little bit late. So they got a little bit of a late start on their setup. And you know, this is an ultra event. This is not like the New York City Marathon where they have, you know, millions and millions and millions of dollars of funding and sponsorships. This is this is the hardcore of the hardcore, these types of groups that do these things. And I'm sure there are some bigger and crazier ultra marathons that are highly sponsored and highly sought after to get involved in. But knowing this, 
you know, I, I just kind of roll with the punch and stay with the flow. But I, I ended up looking at my watch and going, holy crap, we're starting in 10 minutes. So I just started mobilizing, start warming my joints up because I knew that if I was going to complete this event, I'm in it for the long haul. So I want to be nice and mildly warm because I know that first of three laps, and I'll explain the laps in a second, would be more or less my nice light joint and muscle warm up. So I'd be prepped for the long haul. So we get started. They 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 uh, say three, two, one, go. Kiss my wife goodbye. We get uh, we get a start. And um, well, I kissed her before we took off, obviously, because she actually posted a video. But we get going and we keep a nice slow pace off the start. I really had to to mentally mentally decide that okay, I need to keep my pace calmer than I want it to be. Because just the amount of energy that you have, like getting psyched and amped up for doing your first, you know, 100 mile event, it, for me, it was like bubbling inside. I just wanted to go. I wanted to like shoot out of a cannon and take off at like the fastest pace I ever had. I didn't do that, thank God. But I got running and, I, and me being not the most, we'll say social person, I ended up, you know, I'm running with a couple of people. I, I enjoy running with people. And we actually have a bond because we're 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 all running this crazy hundred mile race, and you know I end up talking to a couple of people. I wanted to see if you know these people as we're going, keeping this slow pace. You know who's a veteran, who's a newbie, and I end up talking to this pack. I'm in this little pack. Things like four of us, five of us in this pack, and I'm talking to this one guy who's actually carrying an American flag. I'm like, that's really cool. That's really cool. You know, this is this is awesome way to start an event. He had a camera guy following him for the first maybe half a mile, quarter mile, taking tons of pictures, snapping him away. And I'm, I'm probably going to end up being in half of these things, but I was standing next to, him, next to him and talking to him. And I'm like, hey, bud, you know, what's going on? Is this your first ultra? And he's like, no. I'm like, this is, is your, this is not your first 100. He said, no. I'm like, so how many have you done? And he's like, I've done 32. I'm like, wow. That's pretty freaking awesome. He goes, this year. Like, I nearly fell over. He said, 32 100-mile races this year. He said he's done a total of 42. And I'm thinking in my head, how much time and energy that I put into this event that this guy is doing 32 of them in a, in a year, right? We're not even done with the year yet. I'm like, holy cow. I'm like, dude, what do you do that you have the time to train and, and work out and do all the stuff you need to do to prep your mind and your body for this type of event. He said I'm a, I'm an athletic trainer or a phys- or a trainer, you know, I guess he has clients and train and trains people. I'm like, okay, well you're in the right you're in the right world for moving consistently, especially if you're training people in the running world. So, get talking to him. I ended up talking to this other woman. I remember her name was Luana. She was 64 years old and we were talking. She's like, I got to just give you some advice. And I, you know, I was willing to take anything from these veterans that have done multiple races, but she's done also, I think, a dozen hundred mile races. And she said, if I can tell you anything, start slow, stay slow, stay consistent. If you see a hill, walk up the hill. On the flats, you can run. And even the guy with the American flag, he said, walk the hills, run the flats, careful on the downhills, but you can move faster if you're able to. So I started to take that into into my mind and go great I can do this and there was another woman cat who was her first ultra as well first hundred mile ultra as well and we bonded a little bit we we're talking and she was a she was saying that she's a yoga teacher and I'll get more to that in a minute so we get going around um 
I just had to move a little bit. That's just my mentality. I loved moving. So there were some like very subtle inclines. And Luana kept on saying, you know, you're, you're going to recognize these inclines, these little itty-bitty ones at mile 85 when you start to get the Frankenstein legs. And I'm like, Frankenstein legs? What in the world is she talking about? And she was talking about how you actually start to, you get like moving slow, you know, when you're 20 plus miles into the game or 18, 15, whatever the number is, about at mile 85, you, things may move a little slower, right? These hills that don't seem like hills are going to seem like, you know, mountains. But I just kept on plugging along. Uh, they both slowed down a little bit. I just kept on cruising uphill very comfortably, and they weren't very hard hills at this point. I come around, and Meredith is waiting me for around lap one. So there's three total laps. There was a six-mile loop, or three loops, excuse me, a six-mile loop, a seven-mile loop, and a 6.5-mile loop. So one, two, and three. I come finishing loop one, and she looks at the the pace chart, and she told me, you know, I stopped very quickly. A lot of the stuff didn't look like it was ready. Gunner was pulling everywhere. So I said, great, awesome. How am I doing? She goes, you're way ahead of pace. I don't remember the exact number, but it was something like, hey, you're like 10 minutes or 20 minutes or whatever it was ahead of where you should be. I think it was something like that. Um, whatever the number was, I ended up, instead of being at a 14-mile pace, 14-and-a-half-mile pace, I was at an eleven. So I was six times four. So I was like 25 minutes ahead or whatever it was. So she's like, slow your pace down. I want you to do the best you can. I'm just giving you the only, the only advice that you get, want yourself to have. Slow down so you can keep going. So I ended up that next lap. I slowed down for the seven-mile lap. I ended up bonding and talking with this woman, Kat, uh, the, the yoga instructor. Really cool, really consistent. We helped each other keep our pace and keep each other honest with slower up the hills and and, and running down and running flat and being careful, you know, if one of us tripped or whatever it may have been. We bonded for probably about 18 miles. Coming around my my third lap, I think we were just shy of uh, 20 miles or whatever, wherever we were, 18, 20 miles. I'm like, yeah, my knee's got a little twinge, no big deal. Just keep moving through it slowly. You know, maybe I'm still warming up, whatever it is. Maybe I stepped on a rock and rolled whatever it may have been you know we're running on terrain this is not a remember this is not a street ultra marathon this is in rocky terrain uh tree roots and stumps and some water crossings and all sorts of different things nothing too crazy that's out of the normal for me where i train in rockland county aka rockland county so we have lots of crazy scrambles where i normally train and we have a lot of rocky outcroppings and things you're going to be possibly step, stubbing your toes on and so on and so forth. So wasn't wasn't that bad. I'm like, ah, maybe my knees bother me. So I get coming around and we, you know, I I'm fueling really really well, right? I'm hydrating. So I have I start my race with a liter, about a liter in my back of my race vest, and I start with half a liter of pickle juice and a half a liter of uh, electrolyte mix, a company called Gnarly. So I was making sure I was loaded, absolutely loaded up on the electrolytes. So um, and each round, I was replacing my water. I didn't really replace in the back, but I was replacing this one liter full. I was drinking a liter's worth of electrolytes, pickle juice and, and actual electrolyte mix. Every single round, I was being given tr- custom-made or home custom-made homemade trail mix I made, which was all high fat, but it also had dates and it had dried bananas and all these other things so I can nosh, easy to eat, some dried bananas, some dried coconut strips, 
uh, I also had a pro bar at the one point where I couldn't even eat it. Like, like it just like my digestive system was just rebelling against eating the pro bar early on in the event. I even had a peanut butter and banana sandwich for whatever lap it may have been. And oh, again, wrecked my stomach. I didn't end up stopping at the aid station because everything I had and that we made was organic. Uh, it was fresh. You know, I had fresh banana as well. Um, what else did we have that was really good? I made some ho- amazing homemade banana bread, paleo banana bread that was high fat, high protein uh, banana bread with, you know, four bananas in it. But I totally forgot to put that on my checklist for Meredith, so it never really made it out. We had it for dinner or dessert the last night after the race. and uh, But going through these laps... Uh, carrying all of this this fluid and this weight, I'm talking to the girl cab, but she's wearing. I'm wearing a brand called Ultimate Direction. This race vest. She's wearing a Solomon vest, and hers looks like it was like staying really still on her body when she was running. I was asking her how she likes. I'm like, how much water does that hold? She goes, well, it's got you know a liter in the back, and it's got two seven fifty milliliters on the front, or one and a half in the back and two seven fifty on the front. But I don't have my bladder in the back because we're doing these small loops. I figured we minimize weight. I'm like, that's an awesome idea. So I'm finishing my third lap running around and I end up ripping off my uh, my vest and taking out my bladder and just dumping it for, for Meredith and my mother-in-law and the team to actually to grab. But at this point, my knee is like still annoying me a little bit. My I loosen the weight up, keep eating, keep doing all the stuff, take off again on the fourth loop, come to about mile 30. I'm coming in mile 30 and my knee is killing me, like killing me. I was running with a girl, Kat, and I... I don't know what I stepped on. I did something and I get I go like, I get like this, like, ah, damn. Like this yelp came out of me like a dog that's screaming. And totally my knee just killed. And right now it still kills a little bit. Um, but, you know, and we we're getting ready to go on a long descent, rocky descent, unstable, loose stones, big, not like pebbles or gravel, like stones. Um, and every step I took, easiest way to understand this if you were to take a knife a sharp pointy knife right like something you see in a movie where someone would get stabbed and like a horror movie take that and hold the torch to it let it get fire red let it get really really hot and then slowly stick it in between your knee joint that's what the pain was like so i said keep going i'll, I'll catch up if i can so i stumbled and hobbled down this road um i think we still had whatever it was down this road down the trail i finished multiple miles after that i get back to the station the aid station where meredith and my mother are and i'm like they're like here's your food did you drink enough fluids and at that point i was only i probably ran already three or four miles in pain right in pain and like severe pain and i'm like no i've just been dealing with the pain do you want more food i kept on no so i ended up just going and you know, sorry, this is the best part. So at that aid station, my friend Tom was there, awesome chiropractor, and I was able to get adjusted during the race, which by far we said best biohack in the world. So I got adjusted, was able to take off again, great. And that 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 particular lap, I mean, the pain didn't go away in my knee. The pain was still there, let's just say that. But I just felt a little more comfortable. My head was a little clearer. Um, I wanted to get the pain out of my head. And it was my body. I wanted to get it in my head and I didn't want it to rule me. Um, so we get going. And I finished that next lap, which ended up being uh, loop number two, which was a longer loop. And, uh, you know, I came back. 
or loop three, whatever it was, I came back 20 minutes faster than Meredith had timed based on my previous lap, which slowed down a bunch because of my knee pain. So she was floored, thought I was doing better, even though I was still in pretty extreme pain. Finished a couple, whatever it was, a couple more loops. The last loop, you know, it's realized it's dark. It's probably about 30 degrees, 35, 36, 38 degrees, whatever it is. Um, I have my headlamp on, gear on, jacket on, the whole nine yards, gloves. And I get on this trail, I'm, I start power walking as fast as I can. Because power walking felt better than slow moving because my knees had less of this impact on them from just walking. And so I just plowed through. And I was running with this other guy, Paul. I was with this other guy, Paul, a little older than me, much taller than me. He's like, he was like, this guy was like 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, and he was, said he was doing fine. And I go, I'm, I pass him on the trail, and he's like, how you doing? I'm like, yeah, man, he still sucks. I'm still moving. So I keep moving and keep moving, and I don't see him in my back. I don't see the headlamp anymore. I don't see his tail. I don't see any lighting anymore. I'm like, huh, this is weird. So I get about five miles into this six or seven or seven mile loop and we come to this insanely long descent like crazy descent crazy rocky unstable really steep trees and stuff like i had to go down like a 99 year old human being that is healing from like knee surgery um so i was going like at negative miles an hour and on that last lap like i was almost in tears um paul catches up to me we catch another guy who's going backwards on the trail the wrong direction and send him back on his way um and he's like man how you doing i thought you i thought you were doing great and you you know you were flying on this loop i said you know i was doing okay still in tons of pain but i thought i might be able to do it until i hit this downhill um but then him and the guy just took off and i'm just stumbling down these hills like super super slow we get to the flats and i start moving i'm starting to get cold now because my body temperature my core temperature is dropping because i'm not moving as fast i'm not wearing a lot of heavy weight because you don't need that when you're running because your body is generating enough heat and you know i i rustled through my back of my race vest grabbed my phone and you know i i said uh i'm like i gotta call meredith so i call her and it's saturday night so it's a football night for her and she's a penn state you know penn state grad so I call her and she's like, why are you calling? What's up? I go, oh, how's Penn State doing? She's like, they're winning. Last time I checked, what's really going on? I go, I got to have a heart to heart with you. And she's like, okay. And you know, I'm like, my knee is killing me, beyond killing me. Like I was wrapped, my friend John even wrapped my knee, who's an athletic trainer on one of the last loops, on this past loop, um, you know, running with his ace bandage over my, over my uh, knee or around my knee uh, for a couple laps, hoping it would help a little bit, just support the knee. And, you know, I'm like, I, I, I'm not doing good. I'm really not doing good. Like every step is like lightning bolts and sharp daggers through my leg. Uh, anytime I walk downhill, like it, it's like a like shockwave of pain that goes through my whole body. So she goes, what do you want to do? And I'm like, I, I think I got to call it. I, really don't want to call it i'm like feel like i'm a disappointment I feel like i'm letting myself down i feel like i'm letting everybody down that i led up to this point with you know me telling everybody that i will complete this event and it was heartbreaking i'm she goes you'll make the decision when you get in 
She goes, just let us know when you're close. We'll meet you at the aid station at the, the checkpoint here. So we finally get to that checkpoint. I stumble through. I mean, this video of me like hobbling, right? You know, I get in and I'm like, oh, I've crossed over. I'm freezing. I'm in pain. And the race director comes up and goes, how you doing? So now I'm like, man, I'm not good. My knee is killing me. He's like, do you want X, Y, Z? Do you want to try this? I'm like, nah, dude, I don't take any meds. Um, but uh, he's like, do you want to rest and see if it'll do, get better? I got to tell you what, this has been going on. This didn't just start. This has been going on for over 20 miles already at this point. And I just completed mile 52.4 based on my GPS. And he's like, am I going to take the strap off your leg? He goes, are you calling it? I go, oh, I don't really don't want to. I look at Meredith. Look at my buddy John, who's there as the athletic trainer, who just showed up. He was getting ready. He was suiting up, ready to go for a lap with me as a pacer. So I feel bad for him <laughs> for doing that. But um, he's like, Meredith's like, yeah, you should probably call it. My buddy John goes, you got to live to race another day. He goes, there's a difference between pain and injury. Pain you can deal with when you know you're injured. The smart thing is to get off of it so you can actually do what you want to do again. So I want to thank, you know, thank them for, you know, being my second and third brain right there and, and saving me from causing maybe a permanent damage in my knee. And, uh, you know, I was so frustrated. They took the band off. I couldn't go to sleep. I stayed awake for hours, helped clean up the whole tent area. I was hobbling around. I was in pain, but I helped clean up everything. Meredith ended up going to bed. I stayed up, hung out with the race director and uh, the guys that are in the aid station, talked to some of the other runners. And, um, yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was very frustrating and sad, but I can tell you this, this is, this is the win because I became plant-based mostly about 80% plant-based as I think most humans way back in history were gatherer hunters. So not that we didn't eat flesh, we ate it less frequently, but I ate a lot of vegetarian type food, like, so beans and rice and sweet potatoes and asparagus, everything, right? That's tons and tons of veggies. And this race, because I was fueling well, eating well, um, I wasn't paleo or totally keto or anything, we'll say. But I'll tell you this, out of any event I've ever done, this is by far the most energy I've ever had. I ran for almost, I don't remember the exact number, 13 hours, and I didn't feel tired yet. I know that sounds crazy, 13 hours and not tired. I felt awesome, right? And I was ready to go. Like I could have kept going. My muscles today, so today is Monday that I'm recording this, two days after or a day and a half after I stopped running. And I'm not in pain. I'm not sore. I mean, my knee still sucks. I got an MRI today, which we'll get, I'll talk about those results when I get them in. But I'm not sore. My muscles are not bad. I feel ridiculously good. I mean, granted, rice supplementation, I can I can share if people want, I can share some of my supplementation. Um uh, what else? Good mindfulness. You know, I probably could have done a little more head stuff than I did before, but I still felt phenomenal. So I think if I tweak up some of my head game and I tweak up uh, a little bit more of my sleep game ahead of time, even though my sleep was pretty phenomenal, uh, my deep sleep, my restorative sleep after the fact or before the, before the race was really good. Um, if I tweak a couple little things, and then work on once my we figure what's going on my knee and let it heal. I'm going to attack another hundred because I felt awesome, and I can tell you this that I don't know if I'm going to go back to my old ways of eating, 
and and the way I used to like look at food. You know, as someone that is like, I feel like I've been like consumed a little bit by ultra, by the ultra mentality, because for me, it's helped push me a little bit harder and beyond my my comfort zone. And I'm like, wow, what's possible? And you know, I know in this world, like you know, we're always out to to make the world a better place. And I think for me, this is a great place for me because I think the only way as as a society that we get better and healthier is individuals at a time which become communities and the communities become bigger and bigger and bigger, right? So I have a lot to offer as far as my knowledge in this inside this community. And if I can help myself become healthier, stronger, fitter, I'm going to be able to contribute more to the public, to society, to all of you that have been able to tune into stuff like this because I love, 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 love seeing people do well and get well. And I'm using this failure of my 104-mile ultramarathon. I completed 52.4. And someone said to me, I was, I was so pissed. I was like, you know you did two marathons in one day? I'm like, huh, okay, I didn't think of it that way. That's pretty darn cool. I did two marathons in one day. Got it. I'll take the win. And I came in fifth, I believe it's fifth for the 50-miler. And because they let me chunk down. You know, they saw how frustrated I was, so I DNF'd the 100, but I got, I came in fifth place on the 50-miler. And, uh, I, you know, off to the races again. You know, I'm going to start uh, rehabilitating my knee once I know what's going on. We should have some results very soon. Um, I'm pumped. I'm pumped to share the next event with you and the next thing in life with you. Because what I do is know, I do know this. I do know there is no quit in me. I do know there is no stop in me. I knew I now truly know that and I'm going to finish this thing no matter how hard it is no matter what it takes and this is how we're going to start to apply things in all of our lives right because failure should be a stepping stone for you for me for all of us we don't just quit when something bad happens or when we're unable to do what we need to do or want to do right so the quit doesn't exist do not let it live in your life do not let it live in your life because I know you have more. I know you want more. I know you can experience better life and better health. Hence, this is Lifestyle Locker Radio, right? This is this is this is the foundation of becoming human powered and unleashing your true potential. Your true human potential. I know you can, I know you will, I know you must. And I'm gonna take you on this journey. Be you know, I'm gonna be like the 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 how do I say it? So I'm gonna be like the Yoda for you. Right? I don't want, I'm not the hero. You're the hero. I want to be like your Yoda where I can help inspire you and teach you and you know maybe offer a helping hand when things are tough and maybe share from past experiences and past failures and past wins and future things, right? So hopefully you've enjoyed this race to 100. Next week should be the last race to 100. For now, we're going to finish up and we're going to get back to some of our interviews which we've recorded quite a bit. And I know you're going to absolutely love them. And we'll drop in and do some great, great, great uh, solo acts. But I'm starting to like doing the solo act from time to time. And I hope you are too. So this is Dr. Josh Han. I'm signing off. Thank you, Healthy Life NYC. Thank you, Lifestyle Locker. Thank you, Way Way On to Wonderful 100. Uh, and I want to share one last thing. I want to thank a few people. Um, my wife, Meredith, for being an amazing team captain. I mean, she was so good. She was freezing her butt off. She was 
she was there. I mean, this is like this is what we call true love. You know, I'm gonna cry and thinking about this. this. Is this is awesome? My mother-in-law, Ginny, and Sam. Thank you guys so much for creating a home base and a place for us to to be at the at the event. We were like the coolest race coolest race team there. I think right. It was pretty awesome. I want to thank my friend Tom for coming down. Just and he ran a half marathon that morning and came out of his way to come check on us and. Just maybe give support for a little bit, see Meredith and Gunner, and uh, get I got an adjustment out of it, which is completely awesome. I want to thank my buddy John for showing up. He was going to be there to be a pacer and support crew. Him being an athletic trainer, he helped look at my feet post-race, check out my knee, look at things that were, were going on. So, John, dude, thank you so much uh, also. And I want to thank Energy Bits for shooting me some gear, shooting me some chlorella and spirulina for the race. I did power myself quite a bit with all of that stuff and I, I i take a lot of my energy is probably coming from the great nutrients from from there so i want to thank you guys as well and you know my little buddy gunner psychopath crazy puppy dog uh keeping me inspired now that the camera is actually shut off i want to thank you all for tuning into lifestyle locker radio and healthy life nyc the race to 100 so wherever and whenever you're listening to this, have a great day, evening, and night. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye.